I want us to begin by opening 1 Corinthians chapter 8 from verse 2. 1 Corinthians 8, 2. 1 Corinthians 8, verse 2. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2. I will encourage you, fill up all the seats in front of you. Come forward, come forward. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 2 says, And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. Come read it together. One, two, three, go. If any man thinks that he knows something, let him just be informed. He knows nothing compared to what he ought to know. This is the posture for spiritual growth. Are you hearing me? This is the posture. Because can I tell you something? Have you ever heard that statement? If you snooze, you lose. Or what you don't use, you will lose. If you don't keep on growing in your knowledge of the Lord, you are more likely to lose grip on the things you've even known before. Because the things you've known before will form the foundation for the things you will know hereafter. Are you with me? If you don't keep on growing, like people who leave school and after a while, one day they want to spell is, is, is it I-S, is, or S-I? And they are genuinely not sure. So they ask you, I remember when a lady asked me, she was quite my senior, please, what's the spelling of is? I wanted to ask her, Madam! Is IS. She was asking me, is it IS? Is. But you are saying it. You see, because she has not been in the classroom for a long time. Are you with me? Her mind in that area has slowed down. So she was, for a long time, she has not had to write a letter. She had to write the letter. It happens to everybody in the same way it happens spiritually. That's the many will say there was a time in my life I used to experience this, experience that. I knew this and that in my work with God. But somehow it's, it's as if I just grew cold. Like for instance, this kind of Christmas break we had. Somebody, you can watch movies to the point where if you're not careful, when you want to speak in tongues again, it will be like you're trying to own an old truck that has been covered by dust. For instance... When I, was, I said, lift your hands almost three times, some people were still looking at me like this. Pastor, she will lift our hands. Lift up your hands. Once, two, the best was. Praise the Lord. That's why when the Holy Ghost moves me to repeat some things or for us to pray some prayers, I don't even hesitate. Let me tell you something. Even pastors. If you are not careful, as it means of the gospel, you can become rusty. <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> no, but not us. Say after me, not us. Not me. So even as we learn about the Holy Spirit again, don't say, oh, I know that. Oh, I know that. No, receive it as though you've not learned it before. 
Sometimes when I read the Bible, I'm like, is it this Bible I've been reading for the past 17 years? I'm like, God. There are things I'm seeing in the Bible with this new Bible reading we started. At the point, as if the Bible reading was limiting me. So I had to say, okay, I'm Pastor David. I'm more than the Bible reading plan. Let me enjoy myself. I read some things in Genesis that I'm like, oh God. (laughs) What is this? I saw that ah, men have to be careful. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? Men have to be careful. I found out from the Bible that there are some decisions a man will take. God cannot destroy it. When you increase in grace, eh, be careful about the things you do. The Lord said, I will not destroy Ishmael, but because of Abraham, I will have to bless Ishmael. So, Ishmael was a legitimate child. Ishmael was a sin. Ishmael was after the plan of God. Ishmael will cause problems, but because of the fact that Ishmael came from a prince, Abraham. God had no other option. But he will be a wild man. You know, I was talking with someone. I said, if you look at the description of Ishmael, that describes the Muslim world clearly. His hand shall be against their brethren. Are you with me? Their hand shall be against every man and every man against him, and he shall dwell in the midst of his brethren. They always stay together. They like to congregate together. They are always against them. They are always fighting. I was sharing with one of them how Abraham gave Haggai, the mother of Ishmael, a keg. Check very well. No serious Muslim priest with their kettle. Leave. I've read the Bible. I'm like, God. Well, well. What I'm try- am I trying to say? Open your heart to know more. Are you with me? Open your heart to learn more. Open your heart to grow. So I want to begin by opening Isaiah 43 from verse 18. Why are we talking on the subject the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 43, verse 18. It says, Remember ye not the former things, and consider the, and neither consider the things of old. <laughs> In verse 19, it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Say Amen. Glory. Glory. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the desert and a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So when the Lord spoke to me this verse some days ago, I'm like, Lord, the way you are shouting it, why didn't you just tell us the year of a new thing? (laughs) He said, because when I want to do something in a year, there are so many things that you cannot just put it into one word. So I will find a way to give you a word that can encompass everything. He said, this year, 
one of the things that will happen is I will carry my people through territories they have not passed through before. Are you hearing me? That this year does not look like the years. There is no other. There, we don't have a year in the past to say this is the pattern this will year will follow. Are you with me? So in verse 18, it says, Consider not the former things. Meaning, don't even try to look at the way I've done it in the past before to, to understand what I will do. Remember, you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Amen. And when God is carrying a people through uncharted territory, they need a navigator. They need someone who, an ancient spirit, who knows the way. That's why I'm here to reintroduce the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? I want to reintroduce this ministry. Because this year does not look like what we have experienced in the past, according to the word of the Lord. Many of you, in fact, last night when I was praying, I heard in my spirit disruption. So there are some of you, you will start this year in Port Harcourt. You may end this year in Abuja. You may start this year in Port Harcourt. You may end this year in Canada. Are you hearing me? You may start this year not having a plan to get married. You will end this year with a, with a spouse. Some of you are laughing. Receive it in Jesus' name. You better say amen. Some of you, you look like you don't have a job right now. What will hit you? It will shock your whole family. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Tell me something new. Something fresh. And so, I want to introduce the person of the Spirit. The only way to walk through such paths is to have a buoyant walk with the Holy Spirit. But before I talk about the Holy Spirit, what does that word spirit mean? There are two definitions for the word spirit that make sense. Number one, the dictionary will tell you it is the invisible part of a human being. It's the invisible prevailing part of a human being. Like when you see a computer, what makes a computer to work or a computer device to work is not just the metals you put together. There's some sort of software. Are you with me? There are some sort of codes. I remember when they were putting this LED together. After they had coupled the whole thing together, I thought, ah, we have coupled it, put it on to work. <laughs> they told me, no, they have to do some activation, some encoding inside. Are you with me? In the same vein, Spirit refers to the invisible part of a thing that forms its deepest operations. The invisible part of anything responsible for its deep operations. Spirit refers to the invisible part of a thing. So when we're talking about God, 
So when we even say the spirit of God, we are saying the invisible part of God responsible for his deepest operations. Are you with me? So, from that definition alone, you can even say, how does God operate? By the Spirit. How does God get things done? For instance, you see in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and that was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. You can actually say the very essence of God, the depths of God, the very deep part of God was moving. The invisible part that forms these deep operations was moving. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that's what spirit means. Sometimes I believe in the spirit. I believe in the Spirit. So when we say Holy Spirit, we are talking about this personality of God that is holy, that is invisible, where He forms all. He's at the base, He's at the root of every oppression of God. And that should make us a little scared. And also grateful that God thought about it. That what should I give to them? He did not decide to give us something that is less of Him. He gave us His very self. Are you with me? So before I rush to that, how we receive the Spirit, let me start from what I've taught probably 10 times. In this church, who is the Holy Spirit? Number one, the Holy Spirit is Jesus with us. The Holy Spirit is Jesus with us. And Jesus in us. So after me, the Holy Spirit is Jesus with us. And Jesus in us. John chapter 14 from verse 16. John 14 from verse 16. Can we start from verse 15, please? John 14, verse 15. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Can, I, oh, can we read it together from verse 15? One, two, three, go. Verse 16, continue. And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Read it again. Read it one more time. And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Read it one more time. I pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Say Amen. If you understood what that scripture meant, you would have shouted glory. glory. Shout glory again. Glory. Read it and shout glory again. Glory. Pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Glory! glory. 
Read it one more time and shout glory. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Glory! Read it one more time. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Glory! For the last time. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Glory! How many of you noticed that as you kept on reading it, it seemed to hit more? Can I tell you something? One of the biggest issues in the church is that people are passive. Something big can, can hit you and you are like, okay. And I will pray to the Father and he shall give you another comforter. That's where we got the word Allos Paracletos. Another like me. So somebody may say, oh, I wish I was with Jesus when he was with the apostles. I wish I walked with him on the road. I wish I saw him do all the miracles he did. But he's telling you that another like me has come when you receive the Spirit. And can I tell you something? Allos Paracletos also means not just another like me, but another of a different number. Of a greater number. So, with, with Jesus, you are just one Jesus. When Peter wants to talk to him, John wants to talk to him. <laughs> are you with me? When Thomas is still doubting, he wants to answer Thomas, but he also wants to talk to Matthew. But now, you can have him, I can have him, you can have him, I can have him. Are you with me? Jesus with a greater number. So after me, I believe in the Spirit. I believe in the Spirit. Another like me, Alus Paracletos. And I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Praise the Lord. So, whatever Jesus was to the apostles, that is who the Holy Ghost is to us. Can you imagine how the apostles felt? No, 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 just imagine. You were on your own doing your own business. Then a man walked up to you and said, follow me. And you couldn't explain. Some compelling power came over you and you followed him. And one day, you are walking with him. And he had a lot of people, a lot of guests to entertain. <laughs> or he had a lot of disciples to feed. And he told you, how are we going to feed them? You told him, master, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we are going to feed these people. And he said, you know what? Go among them, check for someone who has anything and bring. And you found somebody with five loaves of bread. And two fishes, or two loaves of bread and five fishes. Anyone, however, you want to do the mathematics, it cannot feed 5,000 people. And you gave it to him, and you want to ask him, What is this among many? And he looks at you and smiles, lifts it up, and says, Thank you, Jesus, or Thank you, Lord. And after that, he tells you, Share. And you're like, Okay, I think he said we should share. Let us share. Let us see how this thing will finish. And you start sharing. 
You start sharing. I don't know what crosses your mind when you read the Bible. The Bible did not tell us that the bread multiplied. It didn't tell us that the bread just went. No. He told them, share. And they were sharing. <laughs> they were sharing. And they were like, ah, ah. This thing should have finished though. They were sharing. They were sharing. And before your eyes, 5,000 men. They didn't count women and children. 5,000 men were fed. You began with five loaves of bread, but ended up with 12 baskets. Then this man now tells you, I'm going. Are you with me? How will you feel? Then he told you, go and pray. Another like me is coming. Another like me. Another like me. Except I'm in the spirit I have Jesus. That means if there was nothing that could stop Jesus, right now, with the Holy Spirit, nothing can stop me. Are you following me? Let me tell you something. You know the problem? Maybe we have not taken our relationship with the Spirit serious. Maybe there is more to knowing the Holy Spirit than we've, maybe all we've known along is, okay, praying tongues, praying tongues, which is good, which we must. But could it be that I'm praying in tongues and I don't really know the Spirit? Maybe I'm using his tool of speaking in tongues and I'm getting some blessings, but there, there may be more. Are you with me? Are you with me? Sometimes I will know the Spirit. Go back to John 14, verse 16. Who is the Holy Ghost? The, the Holy Ghost is Jesus with us and Jesus in us. And I will pray the Father and shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Satan, he abides with me. 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 Ah. There are many, let me tell you something. I found out that our emotions have so, so much power on us than we think. Sometimes you just wake up and you feel like, why is my life like this? You can't turn to anybody and tell them that, look at how I am. You look at yourself and you feel bad. But there is somebody with you that you may not be talking to. Are you with me? There may be somebody with you that you are not talking to. He's abiding with you. Even right now, he abides with you. Verse 17, please. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth. Hey! That's an our message. I mean, this spirit cannot lie. Whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Now, now, Jesus is trying to introduce somebody to disciples, and is already telling them, he dwells with you. He dwells with you. That means, he was indirectly telling them, the Holy Ghost I'm going to introduce to you is already with you. I am he. Mm. 
You know, there's something that the church, in the church, we think that everything is explainable. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit Jesus? Yes. Is the Holy Spirit and Jesus God? Yes. Ah, how can there be three and one? Eh, the God that created your head to be able to know numbers, don't think you'll be limited by it. How can there be three? <laughs> God? Oh, you think God is the kind of person? Okay, look at what just happened when I was telling to you about the miracle of the multiplied. At what point were the loaves? How was he taking it to the bakery? And manufacturing it again. And putting yeast and making the whole thing. How was he doing it? Is it that person you want to ask if it's two or three? Say after me, I believe in the Spirit. You know, even when Mary was trying to ask the angel, okay, I'm going to bear a son. How sh-? Then she said, he said, how shall these things be since I know not a man? Just okay, let me just explain. I will try and explain to you. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, and that holy thing which shall be of thee shall be called one of the highest. How does that explain it? How does that explain that you will take in without human input? He was telling them, I am he. But by the time I die and resurrect, I will be multiplied. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It says, even the spirit of truth, put the scripture on, on the screen. Uh, let's, let's look at it. Are you, are you seeing the scriptures? Verse 17, everybody, one, two, three, go. Spirit of truth, whom the word cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I even wanted to emphasize on he seeth him not. That means for the world to see, for the world to receive the spirit, he has to see. They have to see. How would they see? Now, these guys are going to receive the spirit because they are seeing Jesus. Are you with me? So it, it seems as though when your eyes are open to Jesus, God opens you to the ministry of the spirit. Because he seeth him not, let us know what him, for ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Amen. Amen. And in verse 18, he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. You didn't see that verse 18, everybody. Read it. One, two, three, go. Read it one more time. 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 I cannot hear you on this side. Read it again. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Read it. This is Jesus talking. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So Jesus is telling us that when the Holy Ghost came, or when the Holy Ghost comes, who is the one actually coming? It's him. Are you with me? That means if we can investigate the ministry of Jesus properly, we can know the ministry of the Spirit. Can we look at Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 6? Isaiah 
Now, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 is actually a prophecy about Jesus. It's a prophecy about Jesus. He says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. Can we read it from the beginning again? One, two, three, go. And unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Read it again. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now, he's describing Jesus here. And don't forget, Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you, right? So from here, we can also see a ministry of the Spirit. Are you with me? Especially that first one. He says, wonderful counselor. Theologians have had issues with the comma there. Somebody has, some people have said, wonderful just means he's full of wonders. And I agree with that. In fact, I agree with the two theologians. <laughs> and I say, there's no comma there. It is wonderful counselor. He's a counselor that counsels you into wonders. Are you with me? Wonderful counselor. Or the wonderful counselor. Say after me, I have the counselor. Ah, I have the counselor. So many people are praying in tongues, but they don't know when the counselor has stepped in. There are certain things I have done, we have done, that this is only the spirit. Are you with me? After me, I believe in the counselor. There are some steps people take. You know, people even see, there are many people who even say God does not guide them, God does not lead them. Many times it's not true. The counselor has been talking. After a while, they will not say things like this. Something was telling me. Are you with me? Something, something, something. I remember one day. I was praying for a lady to speak in tongues. I was in SS2. What they call SS2? Is this the SS2 from basic? What? I was praying for her to pray in tongues. Praying for her. Praying for her. And she was not responding. Then I heard a voice behind me. Ah. Place your hand on her tummy and she shall be filled. Ha. See. Oh God. Immediately I touched that tummy. It was as if a river just gushed out. So many things. The counselor. Close your eyes and say in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I'm open. This year, I'm open to your counsel. This year, I'm open to your counsel. Counsel me. Counsel me. Wonderful counselor. Counsel me. Wonderful counselor. Order my steps. Amen. I'm telling you. Counselor, he is interested in everything you are doing. He's interested. Can I tell you something? Many of you, you know, your prayer, your prayer is to be God, help me know what you are saying and follow it. 
You know, one day a lady walked up to me. She said, when God was leading me to New Breed, I was not sure. I was, my mind was, I said, but now I look back and like, ah! What if I did not obey? There are so many people who have missed out. You see, they're asking themselves, what's God's plan for my life? They missed out what God was trying to orchestrate years ago. They wandered away because they could not pick the moving of the counselor. Praise the Lord. So after me, I'm open to the ministry of the counselor. See, you know why I'm teaching these things? I found out too many Christians, they don't know how to follow the Holy Spirit. It's their biggest problem. They don't know how to follow the Holy Ghost. So sometimes, you're like, how, how, how did you get here? I and my wife were discussing about a certain sister. She was growing with us when this ministry started. At some point, she had to relocate. But she, she told us, you know when somebody's telling you, I feel God wants me not to relocate. Yet you still did it. When she now went to that place, wahala. When you see problem, problem. Problem that only God can solve. <laughs> Some people, their problem is that, see, they have made too many wrong choices. They marry wrong spouse. Wrong job. Wrong choice of this, wrong choice of that, wrong, 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 wrong. You know, there is a way a thread can be so twined together. To lose it is like jump. Who knows what I'm talking about? I pray for you. God is straightening out your life. Straightening out your choices. I've seen people, they are even prayer warriors. But when the spirit is Counseling, they cannot listen. I was going to a great man of God, Apostle Side, talking about how his friend, a prophet, the friend was a prophet. When he was about, the guy was going to marry, they took all his friends that are, pray, that are prayer warriors, they called him and said, Sir, this person you want to marry, our spirit is not agreeing. But the guy was very gifted. Very gifted. If you call him to a meeting like this, he will see everything. He, he, he can tell you what you ate last week, Thursday, by 3 p.m. And everybody feared him. So he told them, you know what he told them? He told them, if anybody have eyes here, who is it? Do you hear that statement? He said, if there's anybody that sees here, <laughs> who is it? Is it not me? He said, okay. 15 years later, the, 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 the one they looked down on was preaching. That's apostle that I was listening to. This one that was the great prophet ran and met him and said, Look at me. He said, How, Why are you looking wretched like this? He said, Sir, I didn't know I married a witch. Not witch that you are suspecting. Somebody that you marry, finish, tell you, I'm a witch. <laughs> are you what I'm saying? Not the one you are saying, I'm suspecting that. No, you shows you are instruments of war. finished him. There are many people, they are looking for the spiritual and they've missed the spirit. Going from house to house for prophets, going 
to a prophet, I want this one to see for me. See for me, see for me. Are you blind? Don't you have the counselor? So after me, I have the counselor. Ah, are you blind? A man of God called me from the UK last night. He said, I want you to come and minister in our, our program at Equity State. I said, he said, and I want you to come and teach one thing. He said, what is it, sir? He said, there is something we've known for you for. He said, if, it's, if there's anybody that knows how to navigate destiny, come and teach us this thing. Ah, I may not know many things, so, but I know how to follow the counselor. The ancient spirit. Ah, there is no time he's up to something that my spirit will not pick it. I cannot forget. I finished from NYC, from, from um, the university. I sat back in my room and said, Lord, I'm done with school. What's the next step? He didn't answer. I said, okay, I'll wait. I said, but God, before I go for youth service, I want to walk somewhere. Order my steps to where I will walk. Let me walk somewhere and get more crumbs. Amen. He's interested. See, after me, he's interested in me. So one day, I was taking a car from Air Force. The car was moving. I turned and saw a building. I saw Vicon House. Everybody saw a building. Me, I saw something else. I said, stop me here. I came down. The counselor was moving. Walked inside. Walked upstairs. I came here. I came to apply. And the man asked me, how did you know that there was a vacancy? Who told you? I said, no. I said, I just... He was trying to find that maybe somebody within their system has leaked it out. Are you with me? He said, you know what? Drop your number. They called me one week later. I got there at the interview line. <laughs> Every, me, I walk casual with cap. I saw people with suit and tie. I said, yeah. Eventually, I got the job. The counselor. The counselor. The counselor. I've told you all the stories before, right? I remember one day. Ah! This one, I've never shared it before. Or a few people can understand. One day, we're on the oil field. When you pass gas through the orifice meter, Bryson, you can know what I'm saying. If you're not there, the way you can pass that thing. If that Daniel plate bent, the job has scattered. Though. <laughs> the day before, I was changing the orifice plate. There is a way we normally change it, and I was changing it carefully. And immediately, I wanted to do the next thing. The counselor said, Wait, wait, wait. So I waited. And continued and the thing went well. Then later I was thinking, why did the counselor move me that way? What is, that, what is going on in that thing that he did not allow me to do it the normal way? Usually you just drop the plate. But this time around, he slowed me down, drop it slowly. So I was dropping it slowly and changing the plate. The next day, our shift, our crew left. Somebody that did not have the counselor came. Boom, boom, boom. I was, it was 12 midnight, I was in my room. My MD called me, said, there is Wahala. 
Job has stopped. I said, what happened? He said, did you not change the plate? Where I said, hey. Later, I found out that the team was already having a fault, but the counselor saved me. The counselor. A time that came, the MD the, the said, it's as if any time you're crew, they don't have problem. There were many faults in the equipment, but the counselor was navigating me through the curves. Navigating me through the curves. Navigating me. Ah, receive counsel. So after me, I received the ministry of the Spirit. I walk with the Spirit. I walk with the Spirit. Listen, as I close right now, I've looked at my life. There are many times where the counselor told me, don't shout, don't shout. I know you're angry. Take it easy, take it easy. Then I shouted. The kind of problem that came. <laughs> when I look back, I say, ah, I should have followed him more. There are some stories you should not have said. If you obey the Lord and follow the counsel, are you with me? From this point henceforth, your steps are ordered. Amen. There are some relationships. Somebody made you angry. The Lord is telling you, don't react. You just say, I don't need you. Get out. In fact, get out. I don't need you. I don't need your help. And God, God has arranged that this person will help you. Are you with me? The counselor will make you not to fight unnecessary battles. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you praise. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to him. Talk to him. Lord, going forward, I embrace the ministry of the Spirit.